What's up? This is Dirty Doves. I'm going to do um, a tarot reading because that's how I pull things out of my mind. I don't believe in magic or fortune telling or anything like that. But I have a lot to say. So welcome to my podcast. I do readings on America because that's my number one bitch right there. The original motherfucker. Alright, give me a second to look at the cards. A defensive strategy. Something about earning money. It's mine. Uh, the best defense is indifference. A shell protecting oneself in a shell, like a crab, a hermit crab. So uh, you might be a Virgo listening, Virgo man. I see brutality, I see military, I see um, an officer. Maybe somebody who has um, earned a Medal of Honor, Purple Heart, somebody who's killed in action, or maybe was killed in action, and um, bringing the body home. I see honor in death. I see navy, I see water, um, like coming to a place in one's mind and body that, okay, this is what I'm doing. If I kill, I, uh, it's likely that I will be killed. Or that's a possibility. Never going into war um, with overconfidence. And it's an individual thing, but also like a code of honor. All right, I did not expect that. So let's make fun of some Democrats. Or make fun of ourselves. It's easy to um, complain and say what's wrong and then try to fix the problem with the same bullshit. 
and not look at our own bullshit that we bring into politics. Doing the same thing that we're arguing against. Yeah? Expecting a push. Giving up before you even try because you expect them. Um, Too much opposition, like like I can't do this. It's too hard, and that's, um, I guess, how a lot of us feel about politics. So there's nothing I can do, right? <clears throat> my aunt told me that recently. Like I'm dealing with my own personal um, issues with others and the government and local government, and my aunt said. Well, there's nothing you can do about it, if it's the government. And I'm like, what, bitch? I said, we are the government. I am the government. We the people. And I said, how dare you? Because what I'm going through, there is no um, giving up. Like, I haven't really... No choice. I mean, I do always have a choice. But if I walk away, it's like I, I, I'm not an American anymore. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, because my situation is that serious. Um, and reaches beyond just me. I have faith in my country... I can fight against it, or I can fight with it. I'm not going to die for it, though, because um, I don't consider myself in service. I never signed up to sacrifice myself or to sacrifice others for the sake of myself. And I'm coming to learn how to have gratitude for those that have fought with honor, but I'm, I am a citizen, and I'm not a martyr. Anyway, the more uh, you listen, the more you'll learn my story. But anyway, I, you know they have those voting campaigns. <clears throat> Like, I did my part, I voted. It's like, that's just not enough. Once you start uh, learning the mechanisms of government, it can seem like um, an octopus. Many tentacles and uh, extending its reach into our lives and being too enormous to contend with, but I'm starting to learn how to see myself as the problem and the solution because that's what America is all about, is independence um, out of many one. Isn't that how they say it? Out of one many? Um, <laughs> so I have a duty 
to do what I can as an individual to better my life. And remember to have gratitude for those who dedicate their lives to serving others in government capacity, military or not. Because I can't do better. I mean, who knows? I can't sit here and complain um, because I'm not doing it myself. But there's nothing stopping me from volunteering or getting involved or running for office. But I think that running for office for me would be not a way to enact policy of how what I want because what I want is uh, individual. I don't think government should be used as a tool to enact policies for the collective. That shit's already enshrined in the Constitution. We don't need to uh, baby it and tinker with it. I mean, in my case, it's, it's led to um, statelessness and a great violation of civil and human rights and that nobody really can recognize anymore because uh, when I reach out it just looks like I'm have my hand out and I'm and I don't have my hand out I am standing up for my rights and when when I'm not able to do that it's scary for the country So my needs guide me, my individual needs. I'm, I'm not here to tell others how to live or what's best for them. Home, independence, fraternity, strong neighbors. I don't want my neighbors to need. I want strong neighbors. It's not about trusting them, it's about not being pulled down by their weight and ignorance and need and desperation. And that's how we strengthen each other by expecting that everyone can take care of their own damn selves.
when you wear a, a badge of color, though. Which is another story I will get into later on, but if you are acting in the authority of the law, I guess it becomes, the line becomes blurred between abuse of power and weakness of the individual not standing up for their rights. Mm. So, I only have myself to blame. That is obsolete, or that's not the right word. That is universally true. I am responsible for myself. I can't blame, but I can hold others accountable, because I've held myself accountable. I don't know, um, my sister basically showed me how to grow up by saying no, and I could fight and say how unfair it is and all this, and she's a cancer, going back to the hermit crab shell thing. Like, that's a, that zodiac sign is about home, about protecting oneself, about security, comfort. And when she, like, pushes me out, it's not to make me feel isolated or unloved, it's to make me stronger. I know that. And that's love. And like in the broader sense, I guess it could be the same thing for Americans. Just in terms of funding, I'm not talking about citizenship. Although that could be also applied, like rules are rules. If you're not here legally, then um, that's your own damn fault. And uh, welcome to America. We're not here to uh, save everyone else. Because then we put our own citizens at risk. not of crime or anything like that, but just because of the nature of resources. And then if we lobby for groups 
Um, we end up alienating others, and then we contribute to group think. Like, oh, I'm gay, or oh, I'm black, oh, I'm a woman. How about I'm an individual? And nothing applies. Nothing except for the basic core rights. And that's what I'm dealing with, my basic core rights. Home happiness. Profound joy. Uh, wealth. This is Trump. I think I'm... It's King of Pentacles, Ace of Pentacles. Some Somebody who's a businessman. It comes natural too. Who, um, I can also read this as a founding, like a document. Um, leadership. Leadership is not about love. This is like the ideal of having a country that's financially stable enough to have everyone be happy, but that's not reality. I think that um, money is the foundation of country in a sense that um, money is security, is property, is livelihood, is wealth, is stability. Like uh, independence. It's not to go running around making a dumbass of ourselves, that's not freedom. I also see an image, it's like, like a president, for example, is like an image, a symbol of the state. It used to be anyway, like if we think of Washington and Lincoln, they're profound, great heroes um, in their time, and sort of almost like they're not human, they're more of um, an idea. So we can blame a president all we want, but he's sort of a puppet. Yeah, even Hitler was a puppet. He didn't make up anti-Semitism. He was just um, fit the right bill at the right time. And created a wave of history.
Sarah Palin said something like, um, difference is beautiful because that's democracy in action. We're never going to agree. And why are we trying to force our ideas down other people's throats like, like we know what's best? Something about home, stability, and this could mean individual, country, uh, it's like, then I can pass the wand to another. Do we ever contain, fully contain um, a legacy of a president and then, like, wipe the sake clean and start over again with a new president? No. Mm, we're dealing with years and years of tinkering. How do we wipe the slate clean? I see Kennedy and Johnson. The exchange of power. It's like I hold the mantle. Here is um, like I'm endowing you with with it, like, I've kept it safe now, it's your turn. It's cool, like, you know, like the marathon runners, they pass the torch. Of safekeeping. Like, if that bitch drops the torch when it's passed to her, then it's like the whole shit that sets on fire and then everybody's screaming, you know? I mean, that's not what happens in elections, <laughs> even though we like to say that's what happens. Like, oh my god, he's fucking up everything. It's like, no, I just literally walked over like 10 feet and hurrah, I'm president now, everything's my fucking fault. No, it doesn't work like that. I guess it's all about a style of resonating as a figure rather than an individual. That's what I see, that's what I'm reading. Like Trump was money, um, King of Pentacles and the torches passed to King of Hearts, which is like um, a more loving energy, more compassionate, like Something about a dress, inaugural, inaugural dress. <clears throat> like he says he's coming from his heart. Um, whereas Trump um, comes from a more realist, um, contractual, financial foundation 
of strength. Like, what is strength? Uh, and that's sort of a man's realm. What, it, what makes a strong man? I'm sure President Trump uh, has a great deal of love, or else he wouldn't have run for presidency. But to lead with that love um, is not his style. And who's to say what is right or wrong? I can't go around loving everyone, because that's how diseases get spread. <laughs> Here, let me help you. It's like, I didn't ask for fucking help. Um, I see a boat having different captains, like the changing of captains and how they run the ship. But the knowledge of a captain is um, essential. Like there's a, a minimal requirements to be a captain, right? You can't just come on and be a pirate and be like, Arr! and not know what the fuck you're doing. You have to have some sense of knowing what you're doing. A great deal of um, strength and fortitude and responsibility that this is my ship. If it goes down, it's on me. Or at least on my managerial capacity to delegate. If I'm too nice, accidents happen. If I'm too greedy, people get hurt. bright-eyed of youth, their energy, their wanting to engage with others, um, idealism again, like bravery, but there's a sense of having to learn the ropes. You can be excited and passionate all you want, but do you know what you're doing? And you can't just learn through books. You have to experience it in life. You have to go through trial and error. Like young love, you can go off and get married in Vegas, but then you realize that you know nothing about communi communication cooperation, you know, sharing your life with another person. You just, um, mostly you just want to bang. And that's selfish. That's not love. That's for your own selfish needs. 
I'm confused with the idea of love. I see somebody getting ahead of themselves in love. And same thing with like policy, like you have all these ideas you want to enact and pass in Congress and laws and and then you have to create more agencies to delegate it, the function of these laws too. And then it, um, you end up um, playing double dutch and getting the ropes all fucked up and everybody falls down. And you're like, but I, but I meant it to be good. It's like it, intentions pave the road to hell, bitch. It doesn't matter what you want. It matters what everybody needs in their own individual lives. And when those two things come at a head, a crossroads, then uh, policy needs to change. Because um, when government becomes such an octopus that its own tentacles get all wrapped up in itself, um, then people like me want to jump ship because um, we don't feel safe. Like, like I went to Yuma last summer with a guy who I ended up jumping out of the car because I, I was like, I can't. Um, and to be fair to him, some of it was my own, you know, previous um, trauma of being in a car and trapped and um, things like that. So, but again, like he showed signs of, you know, not safe. So I jumped the fuck out and it was in the summertime and it was 114 degrees outside and it's like I'd rather die than, than be scared and then die, you know? <laughs> I'd rather die on my own terms than be um, in a car with a fucking maniac. And that's how I'm feeling with America right now. And it's no one's fault, it's just the whole fucking organism of state has... Uh, gotten to the level of um, harming others without even knowing it. I mean, there's a sense of, okay, yes, this is wrong and this is right, but this is like uh, pulling the uh, hook on a worm or whatever that saying is, you know. big helicopter. Oh, oh my god. Oh, two. They're flying really super low. Anyway, I live by a military base, but I think those are medical helicopters. I don't want to uh, criticize my country. I don't want to hate my country, but there are certain things that I'm experiencing that necessitates uh, a strong hand, a bitch slap of sorts.
but I have to take care of myself first and foremost. Um, my situation has left me without much capacity to do that. And again, uh, I can always blame myself, but there comes a point when blaming oneself is surrendering to powerlessness and I don't think that I should do that because I'm not powerless I still have power I just don't know how to use it or in what way uh, because what I'm experiencing is important for everyone if you call yourself an American and I can't shove that down people's throats and say believe me listen to me hear what I'm saying do something like I can't it doesn't work but I'm not gonna sit around like Gandhi and starve to death in the desert either because that's stupid I mean I'm sorry Gandhi but um, I'm a Republican So when good intentions of our policymakers pave the road to hell, well, here we are. So uh, I guess that makes me Satan. <laughs> yeah. I think we create our own destruction. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, there's a bee. Hello, bee. Queen bee. <laughs> oh, how do you make a strong hive? Uh, you get a killer queen, right? How do you make a killer queen? Um, they used to say that by serving her, by giving her everything, by doting on her, and committing to her is how to make a strong queen. That's not true. It's the opposite. It's depriving her. It's making her fight until she's, um... Oh, mean and strong enough to kill. And I'll, I'll end the podcast there. Thanks for listening. I hope to do this regularly. If I don't, it's because uh, my own needs come first. This is a part of my own need, this podcast, but I'm talking about food and water and shit like that. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye.